0: I'm Norman Thorecht from Pitcher Pharmacy and I'm joined by Andrew Weidler, General Manager of Priceline Pharmacy. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Norman. Nice to be with you. Andrew, the last couple of years have been really interesting uh, for, um, for the pharmacy industry. Um, what have you seen um, through your network uh, as, the, as the biggest challenges?
1: Uh, well, it has been an extraordinary couple of years and there's no one story that answers that question. Mm. What we've had are pharmacies that are in communities that have done extraordinarily well looking after their customers during the pandemic. But we've also had stores that were geographically based in locations like the CBDs of the big cities of Australia, or the very big pharmacies in in the major shopping centres around the country who have struggled during the pandemic simply because they relied on customers uh, that, that typically visited their stores because they worked in a location that was adjacent to those stores. And as people moved to working from home, we saw a big shift in where people did their shopping. So within Priceline, no one story tells it. It depends on which state and which geography, which shopping centre and which categories you were strong in. But if you're strong in your dispensary and if you were strong in the community, you did pretty well. So uh, extraordinary couple of years, Norm.
0: It sure has been. It's been an interesting social experiment between border closures and work from home. and uh, how that all played out. I agree that the customers certainly changed over those uh, last couple of years. On the flip side, though, there must be from adversity for these pharmacies, there must be opportunities to come from, come from this.
1: Oh, without a doubt, we um we've learnt how to be great pharmacists. Yes, you know the 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 most amazing thing uh, about. Covid, and i said this to our franchise partners at the beginning i said we will learn a lot about ourselves over this journey now at the time we hoped it would just be a few months not a couple of years but we absolutely learned how to focus on our customers how to embrace technology to do things that we previously thought would take years to get done Uh, look the word you know one of the words of the of the last two years has been this word pivot i don't love the word but i get the point you know, we have absolutely focused on what really matters. And in that process, we've worked out what we're really good at and what the, what the opportunity is for, our, for pharmacy generally and specifically for Priceline uh, in coming years. So I'm pretty excited by that, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And do you think that the, to talk about the elephant in the room, the recent um, transaction that's um, transpired, do you see that as um, opportunistic? Uh, as an outcome of COVID and the pandemic? Or is that a long-term strategy that uh, maybe West Farmers is looking at?
1: Sure. Look, I can't talk on behalf of West Farmers, but they have um, absolutely indicated it's not opportunistic at all. That would be absolutely the incorrect way to describe it. They've looked at their whole business over a long period of time and worked out how do they deploy capital to maximise the return to their shareholders over the long term. And they've looked at the entire health segment and said there's something special about this segment. They can see long-term opportunities. They are an investor in businesses and they seek to own and invest in those businesses over a very long period of time. And I think they looked around and they said, you know, what is it, what is the good starting point? And pharmacy and priceline and some of the things that priceline, you know, aligns with their business in other ways on made made in the end perfect sense for them to commence their investment in what they're describing as an entire healthcare division. And I'm pretty sure that they will have looked at other other businesses, particularly large public companies in the healthcare space and seen how they've diversified and how they've created a lot of value for shareholders, but also how they've been able to deliver on, on you know, the health aspirations of customers and consumers.
0: My view is that it's... Um... It's a wonderful opportunity because historically the um, pharmacy industry has probably been a little bit undercapitalized.
1: Oh, it's its number one issue. It has been for twenty years, mate. It's, the industry is so undercapitalized because the capital's always been limited to what really a pharmacist him or herself is prepared to put in. So, refurbishments of stores happens infrequently. The investment in technology happens you know, at, at a low level, the investment in services and programs is what the Guild can organise, that this is a huge opportunity to, to transform this industry.
0: The other thing that's interesting is, you know, through your background, you know, 20-odd years of, uh, in pharmacy and other retailers, you know, the opportunity that you bring from outside pharmacy in a retail overlay into retail pharmacy is super exciting in my view.
1: Well, look, um, our customers are not just customers of Priceline. You know, they are, on occasion, customers of other pharmacies. They are certainly regular customers of grocery stores. They're regular customers of hardware stores, regular customers of large discount department stores, regular customers of, you know, every retail format you can think of. And in pretty much every other retail format that these customers visit, they are presented with a modern proposition, embracing modern technologies and modern retail formats and modern levels of service. So they have an expectation whether or not, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. They have an expectation that they will visit retail businesses and have great experiences, whether it be for clothing or hardware or more importantly for their health. So, you know, I think West Farmers get that and they've indicated a preparedness to invest in the customer experience and and we'll all benefit from that.
0: I agree because we often get questions from franchisees uh, and, and I agree. I, I can't see uh, much downside um, yeah. from the It's oh, good to hear. Well, it's exciting times. Andrew, if we just uh, look at, at the regulated industry in which you operate and clearly price disclosures still going on, but the Guild's done a wonderful job at the beginning of the pandemic, if we cast our mind back two years, to negotiate the Seventh Agreement in, in, in obviously very trying circumstances. Um, negotiated a great outcome, but have continued to deal with the government and the, the bureaucrats in terms of negotiating better outcomes for COVID vaccine, delivery fees, and so on. Um, you know, I, I see those as wonderful opportunities for pharmacies. Some pharmacies taken up and some don't. What's your view of the, the network and their opportunity with regard to that? Have they embraced that to their full extent?
1: Oh, look, there's plenty of stores that have done a superb job, but there's others that have missed some of those opportunities. But there's others that have also chosen to focus on on you know other broader services that they can do. You know, Priceline is a is a large comprehensive retail business that has a you know a range of services in the health space, but also in the beauty space. And and I do think the Guild has done a superb job, but at the end of the day, they can only deal with the sort of the common denominator. I don't want that to sound like the lowest common denominator. I just simply mean the common denominator. And for a lot of pharmacies that are really, you know, almost completely reliant on their dispensary, that's absolutely what they should be doing. And I want price lines to do that as well. But our business model is a true 50-50 split between the dispensary and the retail capacity of our stores. So I want our stores to take that common denominator and then add to it you know, add to it, not not, you know, not just a home medication review or, you know, doing the um, appropriate vaccines and we will do those well. We've done, you know, we've done, you know, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of vaccines in the last year. But I want, I want to use that as an opportunity to create a bigger customer, a bigger opportunity. You know, every vaccine customer we should be having a discussion with about all their other health needs and their beauty needs and their general wellbeing needs. So it's, it's, um, for me, it's, uh, it's kind of the, the guild has given us this great opportunity to start a discussion and win a new friend. But from that new friend, we actually have to create something much more meaningful than just you know, clipping the ticket on, on those particular items of the agreement.
0: If I just focus then on Priceline as a brand in the, in the yeah. market, what's one of the biggest challenges that you, you, you face in a post-pandemic world around that customer engagement piece?
1: Well, we definitely did lose some customers um, to other formats, particularly grocery, because it was safe Mm. and convenient. Um, Mm -hmm. So I look at all of the brands that we share with grocery, let's say in skincare, you know, some, and I won't give away brands in this podcast, but there are some brands that, you know, live equally on the shelves of grocery than they do in, in our stores. But all of those brands that we have that are new or exclusive or special, and I will name some of those, brands like, Ordinary, brands like La Roche-Posay, brands like Number 7, these brands have done extraordinarily well. So for me, it, it motivates me to double down on, on private label, on exclusive arrangements, on unique propositions that pharmacy can really own and differentiate itself on. We'll still be there for those customers that want to buy a run-of-the-mill product, but it's not you know, it's not how we're going to win customers long term um the biggest challenge to answer your question though for Priceline is isn't that our biggest challenge as any franchise model has is to make sure that our franchisees are consistently doing what is expected of them by us the franchisor and we've all in pharmacy heard the use of the word compliance forever and and I you know I don't harp on it because for me it's not about compliance what it has to become is has to become about reliability for our customers so that when they visit a Priceline store, the proposition that they are buying into is, is delivered for them every single time, whether that be as simple as stock on shelf and pricing right through to the ranging and the services and the care that they expect to get.
0: It's a challenge, isn't it, across the, the, the network to get that level of consistency, particularly during the last two years when we when we think about how tired the team is and, oh. and how how under resourced they are, particularly when you go back two years, you know we were dealing with fax scripts, right, and chasing doctors because they sort of went home uh, and worked from home. So, you know, delivering that consistency, it, it's broader than compliance for me. It's consistency.
1: It's absolutely. We have asked so much of our stores in the last two years, and they are exhausted, and their customers have asked so much of them too we are now very cautious in how we roll out new programs because they need to be done well and they need time and effort and commitment from our franchise partners and their teams to do that. But I don't want to just layer more work on top of more work on top of more work at a time when, you know, they're just exhausted and they're emotionally exhausted too because during the pandemic, one of the great roles of pharmacy was to provide anxiety relief to customers who were just, (laughs) just, just, there was huge angst you know pharmacy has been the one retail format that's been open every yes. day throughout this pandemic and and we have you know it, it takes emotion to provide relief for makes as well as human effort in you know opening the store and dispensing scripts
0: and doing vaccines yeah that's a great uh, a great point andrew because as we come out of this period and, and i get that the the virus is still in community but to a lesser degree you know, of concern as you look to change the model in the next you know, two, three, five years, how do you think the patient will respond to that given, given what they've experienced?
1: Oh, look, I think
0: this is the best time ever
1: to do that because patients have actually appreciated what pharmacy done for them this, over these two years. And I, one of the great motivators of the last two years is that it now gives us permission to do more you know yes. the deal will describe this with words like scope of practice, you know, okay, that's yes. a great word, but no customer understands that what what customers understand is when I go to my pharmacy now i can I can get a vaccine for a range of issues. I can have a discussion about medication, I can deal with health issues that I previously had to get appointments to deal yes. with that i you know I, I actually think the pharmacy now has a legitimate uh, frequent role in customers' lives that previously we were we were being um, reduced to, you know, script providers and that's kind of all. Yes. Um, so for me, as I build out the format of our, of our brand, you know, this is not new, but no one's done a good job of it yet. We will bring the pharmacist out more, you know, get, remove the counters, put the robots in to do the dispensing work, but actually make sure that pharmacists are doing the job that they're brilliant at. And that's what the young pharmacists want to do. They don't want to dispense medicines. They want to serve customers and and have a conversation about, you know, making their customers' lives better.
0: I mean, as you said before, Priceline Pharmacy has more of a 50-50 split in terms of its revenue. And you mentioned before the struggles of the beauty category in the business during COVID, and I completely get that. I mean, if we're not going out, we don't need to get dressed up, and same with clothes. Our habits have changed. But are you seeing this shift in, in some of those categories like beauty? Is it becoming more natural or are people reverting back to what they were buying yeah. pre-great oh, question?
1: There's been a few really interesting themes. So even before COVID, there was a big trend in natural, and that goes across multiple categories, and that continues, there's no doubt. Secondly, even before COVID, there was a trend away from makeup or cosmetics, and there was a significant growth in skincare. So you know, the skin tells the journey of my life, and I want it to look glowing and healthy and well, but I don't need to cover it up, is kind of the theory. Um, and this has actually been a trend that happens every seven to 10 years in the industry. As we come out of COVID, I've read some pretty interesting papers that I think we'll see a pretty big shift back to cosmetics because, um, you know, it's a bit like 100 years ago after the First World War and after the first pandemic, the 20s were a period of incredible. Energy and and enthusiasm and people were out partying literally and I think there's a there's a bit of an element of well I've I've been covered up for a few years now I want to put my party face on and get out and enjoy life so I think we'll see a bit of a shift back to to cosmetics and
0: we're already seeing that in our data Andrew um if we think about Priceline um head office uh, where you work can I can I ask what what head office is doing to help the franchisee come out of the last two years and leverage into this, as you, as you describe, sort of this new era.
1: Our job stays the same, it's really how we do it. You know, we are responsible for you know, category management and merchandise, so selecting the ranges and then properly promoting them. And there's a, a big focus on communicating with our customers about you know, um, getting them back. But one of the great things that Priceline has is, is a whole digital ecosystem that our competitors can't touch. So I now look at what, used, what we, you know, to call our sister club, which you know, 68% of Australian women are members of the Priceline Sister Club. We can talk directly to the customers and look at their behaviours before the pandemic and motivate them to return to those behaviours, you know, post-pandemic. But more than that, during COVID, we introduced these scripts as other pharmacies did, and we've just announced some significant investments in our e-commerce space. So again, I don't love this word, ecosystem, but we have this new digital ecosystem where you combine e-scripts and e-health with e-commerce and our sister club all into one incredibly powerful tool to communicate and engage with our customers. One of the things we're just doing now is we're rolling out our e-commerce platform to all of our franchise partners. So no longer is it centrally picked and sent like Amazon, we're now doing it in the store. So The proposition here is one, our franchise partners are part of that journey with us, as they should be. Secondly, I can now communicate it to consumers because I previously didn't because it was perceived as competing with franchise partners, which was never the case. And we're just trying to prove that it can work. But thirdly, I'm already in the community. So pharmacy is, you know, we can literally be quicker than a pizza. We don't need to be, you know, wait for 48 hours or 24 hours for your product to turn up at home, Mrs. Jones. We're there for you. And you can combine your, your script with your, with your OTC products, you can choose to buy it on your terms on a great app that connects all of these things. You can buy it online and pick it up in store or buy it in line and have it delivered or change your mind halfway through. It's all okay. Use your points, see your points. You know, Customers in every other retail model, as we talked about before, are having these modern experiences. Digital is one of those modern experiences.
0: Online sales at the moment are probably um, not a massive contributor to um, the consumer health category. Mm-hmm. Do, does PriceLine have a view of the future of the, those online sales? I'm not going to tell you the number, but yes, we do,
1: and we now have uh, quite good visibility on some of the other West Farmers businesses' you know, share of that. And you know, it won't be surprising to you that you know there are now some very big, large Australian retailers that have you know up to 25% of their business happening online, and just as the pandemic goes away, those online sales haven't gone away. You know, customers are now familiar with the model and they're comfortable with it. Um, and and pharmacy is well behind what our you know sort of peer groups in other retail formats are at to. So and that's because of, as you said at the beginning, a lack of capital invested in this space over a long period of time. So it's catch up time now, Norm. And I'm. Um, I'm very confident that Priceline will be a leader in this space because we now got the the knowledge and the capacity to do it.
0: And and the breadth of network, Andrew, to solve that last mile delivery, I suspect. That's right.
1: So the customer literally can have their products arrive quicker than a pizza.
0: How do you see the future of pharmacy?
1: Well, you know, you've known me for a long time, Norm. I'm I'm I don't like to describe myself as passionate. I like to describe myself as enthusiastic because yeah, you know, enthusiastic people are making a choice, whereas passionate people—it's always the passionate lover that kills their husband, right? So um, <laughs> that's right. You're so an optimist. <laughs> I'm absolutely an optimist, and I'm absolutely enthusiastic. And i have just come out of uh, the APP conference that you were at as well. There was a true optimism and enthusiasm for what's coming. We've—we've we've learned a lot during the pandemic. I am very excited about Priceline's role in in a in a new. Healthcare, pharmacy led space for customers. Customers are more interested in their health than ever before. Governments have realised how vital pharmacy is to look after the well being of Australians. You know, it was pharmacy that really stepped up during this whole period. It gives us permission to expand the services that we provide and how we do it. I'm working on some new formats at the moment. They're a bit of a sandbox to play in where we're, we're just changing all the paradigms to really. There's a new one opening in Melbourne soon, Norm. It's a, it's a, but it's, a, it's, a, it's not a new format. It's a, it's a sandbox to play in. And I'm super excited about what um, Priceline and pharmacy generally is going to be able to achieve over the next decade. After uh, well over 20 years in this space now, Norm, it's funny how uh, in, in these um, you know last decade perhaps of my career, uh, it's going to be the most exciting. So uh, I'm glad to talk to you about it.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks. I'm Norman Thorex from Pitcher Pharmacy and I've been in conversation with Andrew Viper.